Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Nuts make me gag. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio, and I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com, and this week I am joined by the creator and runner of the hashtag Harry Potter RPG, Kirk D'Amato. Hello, Kirk. Did I get that right? You got it all right. Point <laughs> for whatever house you're in uh, in Hogwarts. Oh, my God. This week we are traveling to May 11th and May 18th, 1993. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, and Dave rolled the box office. That's wow. the way love goes by Janet Jackson topped the charts, and ABC aired the Full House episodes, The House Meets the Mouse. Kirk, you must have seen The House Meets the Mouse before today. Oh, yes. Like, I remember when this came out. It was uh, quite a big deal for me, even before I was a full-fledged Disney fanatic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is your... So, before we get into the, your Disney history, what is your full house history? This is also well, the you, third... This is the, so, I'll also say, this is the third time I'm doing full house on this show. I think that might mm-hmm. mean that this is now the most talked about show of the podcast. But also because you Whoa, could just... baby! Whoa, <laughs> have mercy! <laughs> Why would I talk about anything else, huh? Um, so everyone knows my history with Full House is just like, I think it is one of the greatest trash treasures of TV history. It is perfect in its insanity. It is instantly, it's infinitely watchable, lowest common denominator masterpiece. Like it is, it is genius in its insipidity or whatever. Wow. So, uh, no, I agree that I love it. I loved it back then. I used to watch it. Um, Also in high school when we were a bit maybe too old for it. So maybe we were making fun of it, but we also were very devoted towards it, uh, me and my friends. And then I even watched it again as an adult because I found it very comforting TV. It was very nice to come home and watch like an hour of Full House um, at the end of the day. It's a very comforting place to go. And I've kind of wanted to do a rewatch. I like I like it. I think it's worth it is worth a rewatch. I think I I often say that because I've rewatched. All of Step by Step and all of Full House. And a lot of family matters. And I think Full House is the only family sitcom. I'll go that bold. I'll go that broad. It's the only family sitcom that actually gets better. Like, its last season is its best season. Like, I oh, think the, wow. Okay. I think the show gets better the more characters it adds. Like, if you're wow. doing Full House... I need Becky there. I need Kimmy oh, there. Totally. I need Steve there. I need those stupid... I need Nikki and Alex there. <laughs> like... Give me some Teddy Aaron. Give me the little gay kid. 
Denise, give me all of them. Yeah, I can see that. And also, I think it's also because the kids get to be more characters. Like, they yes. can do, they're not just saying a catchphrase or whatever. They're able to be full-fledged characters who have their own thing going for them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I do want to do a rewatch of uh, Full House. It has a very strong place in my heart. Um, I've gotten to even work with, like, Bob Saget. Uh, I'll just I'll just name drop at the top Whoa. of the show. Yeah. Um, one of our friends, uh, Lauren Gunther, she'd asked me to interview him for a thing. I'm probably mispronouncing her last name. I'm sorry. Gunther? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She asked me to interview Bob Saget. They were, like, shooting a thing, a promo for a, uh, a Broadway show. And so I got to be kind of like the person on the other end of the camera asking him to basically just say funny things. Holy crap. That's, that's yeah. rad. It was really fun. It was really cool. <laughs> So the other end is when I asked you to be on the show again, uh, you were like, we got to do a Disney episode. And I was like, hell yes, because Disney Disney lore is a thing I know nothing about but find endlessly fascinating. So uh, obviously the Full House one is the pinnacle of Disney episodes. But what is your origin with the Disney loving? Is it oh. specifically Disney parks too, correct? Or uh, Yeah, I feel like the Disney parks is my stronger area of expertise as opposed to Disney movies. Um, although I'm pretty well versed in those as well. Like, I mean, I was born in Florida, so you'd go to Disney once a year. Oh, then wow. I went to school up in Northern Florida where I had a Disney pass. They were so cheap back then. So I'd go all the time. Like I've, I wish I had track of how many times I've been to Disney world in Florida, but like it's easily over a hundred. Oh and God. then what I know, thank you. Uh, or not. I don't know if that's worthy. Of I have been, I have been you. twice once when I was either two or four and once when I was 10. So that's wow. me. Okay. <laughs> So much has changed since then. And I mean, like the last time I was there, other than like a quick jump in 2016 was I think around 2008. Like when I moved from Florida to New York, that's what I cried about was was losing. Oh, Disney. yeah. yeah and now I live in Los Angeles where I had a annual pass. I've been to Disneyland a lot, uh, but I'm actually letting my Disney pass expire this year because the rates are getting a bit too much. So uh, I'm taking a break right before Star Wars or I was gonna say Star Wars Land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh open. yeah, that is what is gonna get me to go back, and I will. Oh, sure. I will save up whatever amount of money. I don't care. I will like, <laughs> I will go bankrupt to go and experience that, uh, and have an emotional breakdown when I see a two scale Millennium Falcon. No, I was like, of course. That's. Oh. I, mean, I know we both have a Star Wars uh, interest as well. Like, yeah, that's that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big year for the Disney parks. Yeah. So, let's get into it. This week mm -hmm. on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Full House episodes, The House Meets the Mouse, Parts 1 and 2. It's tw episodes 23 and 24 of Season 6. It was written by Mark Warren and Dennis Rensler and directed by Joel Zwick. Hold on, here is how Hulu describes the episode. This is a long one. Part 1. The entire household vi visits Disney World when Jesse is invited there to give a concert. Aladdin makes Michelle the new princess of the day, and now she is the boss for the day. Danny tries to propose marriage to Vicky. Kirk, how accurate is that description for part one? Not, I mean, yeah, sort of. I mean, Aladdin didn't make no. Michelle the princess for the day at the all. The Aladdin franchise tie-in made her princess of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So part two's synopsis is, at Disney World, the family searches the entire park for Michelle, Danny proposes to Vicky, and after quarreling, Jesse and Rebecca reunite. Michelle gives Stephanie her, uh, her crown so Stephanie can be princess in the parade. Kirk, how accurate is that description? I mean, it's out of order, 
a lot. Yeah. I don't like they search the park like it's not even shown. It's like maybe a thirty second thing. Yeah, and also um, that's just the entire fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, like that's the end. Like that is the end of the episode. I what? mean, it ends with the proposal. That to me is the big ending. Yeah, and that's like right there in uh, Hulu. You blew it on that. <laughs> <Spoiler>. <laughs> So well, let's go through the plot of this uh, gargantuan epic. Um, and I have, let me count. I have uh, specifically eleven Disney questions. Great. That I wrote down while watching this. That we will. Uh, I'll ask you when we get to them. Um, and ho- you know, if we answer them as we go along, I'll uh, point that out. So the episode starts. The two-parter starts with a classic classic joke-free full house cold open of jesse putting nikki and alex to sleep oh right so he can go make out with becky they get on the bed they start kissing but then nikki and alex break out and then jump on the bed with them and that's it yes roll opening credits it blows my mind how they get away every single episode doing a cold (laughs) open where there are no jokes which the whole point of a cold open is to have like a quick punchy intro and like a hard laugh line and you go to opening credits. Yeah, this one didn't have much. I mean, it was just showing that uh, Jesse and Becky were, I don't know, they needed that alone time. Yeah. That's what they want. But then when they didn't get it, they were totally fine with not getting it. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's full house. They're not going to be like, yeah. get out of here, get out! They're like, don't look at me! Like, you know, they're still fully clothed. <laughs> yeah. They have their shoes on also. Yeah. Um, and then there, but at, Becky is like, let's get a little more comfortable. And I'm like, we know what that means. Um, so yeah, it is, it was an interesting cold open. I totally forgot about that. And I watched it. I don't know. Again, like, I don't know, less than an hour ago. Yeah. That's like, it's like, it's so inconsequential and it's just like, right. it's not a joke. So then we get the opening credits and I think full house is like one of the, it's a classic opening credit sequence. Uh, they do the thing that I love of updating the credits every season, specifically for the kids, the, I think the adult cast member, I think Becky has the same, you know, sniffing the flowers thing for the entire run. But then Joey, Jesse, and Danny, I think at least have two, maybe three over the eight seasons. Mm -hmm. But the kids all get different ones. So this season is DJ putting on lipstick, Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie grooving to the radio in her room. I mean, she's a good dancer. Yeah, that's her whole, that's one of her main character games is dancing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michelle is playing like fetch with Comet in the kitchen. Oh, okay, right, yeah. right. Kimmy is rifling through the Tanner's mail on the front porch. Yeah, that's a little weird. I did. I was like, why is she taking their mail? Eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's Kimmy. She can really do whatever. Kimmy is kind of like, what, the Q of Full House? <laughs> that's very accurate, yeah. <laughs> she, you can make her kind of do anything, and the explanation is, it's Kimmy. Uh, and then finally, this is one of the like one or two seasons where Steve is in the opening credits, and he is at the fridge. Mm-hmm. Got a jar of pickles and like a plate of something, I think. Yeah, yeah. So then we get into the actual episode episode. And you know what? They do a really good job of setting up the plot lines that are going to be driving this entire 40 minutes, 45 minutes. The very first scene is Stephanie and Michelle arguing over who gets the cherry candy in the last of the last like two assorted candies. That's where the um, nuts make me gag line comes from. There are two candies here, okay? Now, one of you gets the cherry one, and the other one gets the nut cluster. Nuts make me gag. Which I have to wonder if that was a catchphrase they wanted to catch on. Maybe. Well, I feel gag was definitely a, a word that was in the, you know, mm-hmm. the, 
the zeitgeist of the time. What was Gag Me with Ruffage? What? Wait, did you never heard that before? No, I've heard Gag Me with a Spoon. I've never heard Gag Me with Ruffage, and I was very cool in the early 90s. <laughs> okay, I'm Googling it right now. Uh, okay. Gag yeah, Me with Ruffage. That? Oh, Homeward Bound, I think. Oh, okay, okay. That's what's coming up as a lot of, yeah, Homeward Bound, the Incredible Journey quotes. So that stuck with me. <laughs> it's probably a, That was probably a chance line. Dis- <laughs> it's a Disney movie, right? Um, I think so. I think it was, or at least like Disney adjacent, like yeah, it would like be Touchstone maybe or something. Touchstone, yeah. Um, um, and if it's not, if it's not Chance, it could be uh, Sassy. Have yeah. said that. It seems like that one. That's might be like a little too edgy for a Sassy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the very first scene also has uh, Vicky. So let me ask you oh, this: Where is Vicky going? Vicky is Danny's longtime girlfriend. They've been dating for like a couple seasons at this point, and she's packed up and leaving for somewhere. Right? Does she say where she's say. going? You know, if they did, it was, like, overseas. Like, I thought she was going to Copenhagen or Sweden to, to she, do news. Yeah, because she's, like, a news reporter. Yeah. And so she is, like, in such a hurry to get to the airport that she, like, leaves and she kisses everyone but Danny. As she's leaving, Steve, DJ, and Kimmy are walking in. And she kisses all three of them. Doesn't oh, kiss she, Danny. Yeah, forgets to kiss Danny. Then comes back and kisses him. Um... So, I mean, I'll, I'll go on and spoil it because I want to talk about this, like, where was she going? Because when they eventually, spoiler alert, get to Disney, she's just there and no one is yes. surprised. Wait, that's right. She does meet them. She's there. There somehow. Yeah, she well, was at Epcot. Was she going uh, to Disney separately? But eh, I don't know. I mean, it's full house. So just like you got to roll right, with it. You got to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> That was like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but after she leaves, they ask D- Danny, like, "Well, don't you love her?" And then Michelle's like, "Well, then marry her already." Right. Foreshadowing, and also this being a season finale. Right. Yes, this was the season finale or the two-part finale. Yeah. So you know that shit's gonna get real with their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ship Vicky and Danny? I, I th- yeah, I feel like we have to. We don't have many other any other long term options. Maybe no, just like a couple episode we... options. But yeah, I do. I think the thing I think honestly, when I was watching it, and I got a little emotional because when I, should I not jump ahead? No, go for or it. I, jump? I mean, again, guys, you've had like twenty something years to watch this. <laughs> um, you know, when he's like, she says yes, and everyone is so happy, and then they hug her, and they're so happy to have her in the family. And I think, like to me, it's more about the family than like Danny's romantic pursuits. It's more oh, yeah. like, yeah, she, she belongs with the house. She's part of their family. Why not become like a, an official member of full house? So I was actually kind of touched that they were so like excited that she said yes. Yep. And then she doesn't, they don't get married. So I know, I know that's the darkness, but I guess in fuller house, which I'm not as familiar with as you are, I know she has made at least one appearance. She made, she came back in the season three finale and they like set it up. Like, Danny, you've lost your job. You know, you're going to move. But, like, everything's going wrong. But we got you. And you're divorced because he married someone else in the interim time. Right. We've got Vicky back. And then that actress came back. And she was on that episode. And they looked like they were going to hit things off. But season four, not in it. Oh. No reference to where she went again. <laughs> so, cool. uh, frustrating. Vicky and Danny, when will they get together? So, yeah. now we are at my first question. My first okay. Disney Disney question. 
Jesse comes up to the attic and is excited, and he tells Rebecca that he's got a gig. He's got a gig with Jesse and the Rippers playing Disney World. Kirk, is that a thing? Would a band uh, like Jesse and the Rippers, who I think are they're big in Japan. They're very big in Japan. Well, I'm trying to think if that was a season six episode or like seven or eight. No, I think that was a season. I think that's this season. Okay. okay. It's been in Japan earlier. So like there. So, but is, is getting a gig at Disney world, a thing that happens? Uh, wow. I, I feel like I'm not going to do well <laughs> with my Disney wisdom or Disney. Uh, <laughs> I, I think so. I think so because he had also done that video, so I'm imagining they might have been like a, a band of you know like a flavor of the day type band. Yeah, um, that was hot that year, and I mean Disney, they do shows, they do big shows in front of the castle like that. Oh, okay, I, that was another one of my questions: was is that an actual venue just right in front of? Is that Cinderella's castle? That is Cinderella's castle. That's yeah. you know the castle in yeah. the Magic Kingdom. You know, I don't think they would really have a concert there. Unless they were taping something, which they are. <laughs> yeah. So you have to imagine it must have been for something. It could have all, like, God, I honestly don't know, especially like 93. Um, it could have been like for a grad night. They could, they could have been a special guest. But yeah. I will say it's not impossible. Yeah, that makes, okay, that makes some sense. Um, so Jesse basically proposing the, is proposes this. As a second honeymoon with Becky, mm-hmm. and so this is another <laughs> this is another thing, just like the cold open, where it's like, oh, like oh, but we'll miss the boys. So I feel like other shows would not find it in poor taste to have the joke of like, oh yeah, we're gonna get away from our kids for a little while. It's gonna be great. Like that's not a bad sentiment. Like right. parents of like Nikki and Alex are like what two at this point. I feel like most parents I know would be like, yeah, can we please get away for just a couple days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love, like, in the full house world, the first thing is, like, second honeymoon. What's going to happen with Nikki and Alex? Oh, no, we'll miss them. No friction whatsoever. <laughs> but then they are like, oh, they'll stay here. Cool, I'll just get the suitcases. So then they, they do get over it. Yeah. Uh, pretty. Cool. And then later on, he does say, if we want to have a family or, like, have more kids... Yeah. You have to be able to get away or spend time away from the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't realize that was part of like uh, Jesse and Becky's, you know, plan was like, okay, we got to have more kids. Because <laughs> um, the house is not full enough as it is. It's not, Jesse, quite, it's not at its fullest. Jesse already knows he can't move out of the house. He tried to move out of the house. Mm-hmm. It did not work. Does he mm-hmm. think that if they have more kids, they're going to really be able to escape the magnet pull of that house? Wow, this is—it's like the opposite of the murder house in American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he just wants more kids. I don't remember how many um, siblings he has, but I guess they just—and I know I think Becky did have many, many think, brothers and sisters. But oh well, he has obviously he has the sister that died. Right. I think that might be it because I don't think they ever reference another sibling. Okay. Well, if they wanted to have kids, they want to have more kids. But then everything in true Full House fashion goes totally right. Because Joey immediately walks in and is like, hey, I'm going to Disney World too because the radio wants me to host a show from there and they'll broadcast your concert live. And then all the rest of the family comes up. You're not going. I'm Jesse, Uncle Jesse. We're coming to Florida with you. No, you're not. Yes, we are. It's a school vacation next week and Wake Up San Francisco's in reruns. So Dad's taking all of us down. No, he's not. Yes, Yes, he is. is. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. T. 
You know, Kimmy, as much as we love spending every waking hour with you, I'm afraid the Tanner family budget's already a little tight. Oh, no problem. My folks have a standing offer. They'll pay for any vacation I take, as long as it's without them and I stay over on a Saturday night. It, it all... is delivered very quickly. It all happens so fast. And there is, like... It's, again, like Full House Land, where, like, everything is goes out, goes so well. Everything is always <laughs> so fine, which is probably why it's really comforting. It is, yes. It's a happy family. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I like about it. It's like, it's, oh, I, it's, I, I, I wish, I wish I had, you know, if that was, if I was a Tanner, I think I'd be a happier person. Um, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Uh, I also like that they do it fast because it gets to the show, gets oh, to Disney. Yeah. It, we are like I wrote down six minutes and twenty seven epi- minutes six minutes and twenty seven seconds into the episode that includes the opening credits which are a minute long they're at Disney yes like we I don't love even it. get like a jokey scene on the plane right mm-hmm. uh they're just there so I don't have this as one of my official Disney questions this is probably something I should have looked up when did Disney and ABC get all buddy buddy because this oh. was all done as this is a commercial for Disney World. Like, all of these are yeah. commercials for Disney World. Like, that's why every single ABC show went there. Um, and Blossom, which I'll get to later. Um, <laughs> but I, I that watched it. that, and I was like, I don't want to talk. I can't do um, that for <laughs> this. No. I, I, that, sh- that episode, I was like, I don't know. Um, I'm getting 1996 is when Walt Disney <sighs> acquired ABC, but they must have had some kind of partnership. Yeah, they definitely had, because... Like they like Wonderful World of Disney. Did that air on ABC in the like fifties and sixties? I don't even know if that you know. I have no idea. And I know that it it did air on ABC, but that was in the late nineties, huh? Which yeah, it's I'm getting nineteen ninety six was the uh, the official merger, but they must have had so much to do with one another. Yeah. So, well, huh? Yeah, wild. Um. So the very first uh, people we meet. I say people. Um, the very first foul and canine we meet are Donald and Goofy. <laughs> right, like, just walking around outside the uh, Grand Floridian. Yeah, okay, so what's the what's the scoop on that hotel? Is that a nice hotel? That's a very nice hotel. Yeah, there, there's. Um, I mean, there's a number of really high hotels. Uh, they kind of are ranked by like there's the value hotels, which probably didn't exist back then. The moderate ones, and then the higher end ones. Yeah, the Grand Floridian's really nice. <laughs> And I guess a um, a radio a disc jockey, two morning show talk talk show hosts, and a I guess burgeoning rock star could afford that. I mean, I'm assuming that they're all rich because they live in that nice house in San Francisco. Yeah, but and I also guess that Jesse got the room for free. Right. Yep. Jesse got it for free. Um, Danny probably had to pay. I assume Joey probably got it for free or paid by the radio station. Yeah, but I, I mean, the fact that they're staying at the Grand Floridian, I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, prices were very different back then, but I'm sh- I'm sure it was still like, well, that's really expensive. You guys got like, I don't know how many rooms you're all crammed into. But Knowing like, them, it's probably like two. <laughs> like... Yeah, well, then, yeah, and it could be two. You could do two or like do one big suite or something like that, but I'm assuming Danny's got money. Yeah. Uh, so Joey, like, he goes up to them and he like starts talking about, oh, he wants to have a tea party with Donald and Goofy, but then because masculinity is so fragile he was like uh or i can go play hockey it's very strange yeah. it's really really weird and they end up uh having a tea party anyway 
Without Joey. Um, Without Joey, yes. be very sad. Uh, so this is my big number two Disney okay. question. So Joey says that he wants to go check in with one of his old friends, who's now an animator at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Were Disney cartoons actually animated in Disney World, the park? Well, he's actually going to, at the time it was called Disney MGM Studios, which right. I still call it that. Um, which had an uh, Art of Disney Animation building yeah. where, yes, there was shows or there were movies that were in at least some level of production there and used to be able to take a tour of it and walk through. And that guy, I'm, I'm going to look up his name. Oh, I looked him up. Yeah, I got the okay. I, got all, I got the stats on him. Yeah, he was a real animator. Yep. Um, so then uh, we find out like Danny's wanting to propose to Vicky and then Danny reveals something. That is so nice and so thoughtful, and his family, in a rare instance of them all being assholes, don't care. <laughs> he made itineraries for them because he knows they all want to do different things, so he made personalized itineraries for everyone, and then they all throw them away when he isn't looking. <laughs> yes, as, like, he's singing Zippity-Doo-Dah, and then you get, like, the full house guitar, like the... <laughs> I love, like, I just wanted to stand up and cheer at the musical riff as they throw away uh, the itineraries he prepared for them. Which, yeah, it wasn't very nice, but it is a very typical, like, Danny type A type joke. I mean, I feel like you need to have a plan when you go to Disney World. It's huge. You should have a plan. Especially if you are, as they are, a family of 32. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't and have like, iPhones. Off the babies. Yeah, there's no cell phones. Yeah. And like they hand off Nikki and Alice. At one point, uh, Stephanie's like, oh, Joey has Nikki and Alice. I'm going to go over there. And then at one point, like, Joey shows up and I'm like, who's got the kids? <laughs> eh. Like, yeah. It, 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 itinerary is a good idea. So they shouldn't have done that. That was mean. Uh, I did wrote. I did write down the full house version of Zippity Doodah, which plays throughout both parts and is pretty banging. Um, so next up we get the magic lamp Aladdin scene. Uh, I like that when they approach this, <laughs> well, I can't remember who says it, but there's like, oh, it's Aladdin. Look at all the guys from Aladdin. Yeah, there's lamp seller and Princess Jasmine. Yeah, that, that it's, iconic character. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is the, the lamp seller is not an iconic character from Aladdin. Uh, but then we get Steve as Aladdin. DJ is, of course, going through Steve withdrawal because he couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's seeing Steve everywhere and she first sees him as Aladdin, which is hilarious because Steve, Scott Weinger was the voice of Aladdin. Exactly. Which is why this whole thing is happening. I do wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if this was just like, oh, we got to get synergy, man. We got to make this happen. I think so. But I what was so. the new Disney movie of 90? Was Aladdin the new Disney movie of 93? Uh, I'm going to assume. Yes. My, my years aren't great, but it sounds right. Cause it's like being the beat or. Little Mermaid to Beauty and the Beast to Aladdin and 93, 94. If that, like, that's uh, like, Aladdin, yeah, Aladdin was released was, November was 92. Game. So Aladdin was the newest yes. um, Disney movie at that point. I went to Disney when Pocahontas was the new one. So uh, that's I how, feel like you missed out. How long ago that was? So I don't think Pocahontas was the big thing that they would have liked it to have been. No, I did get a Miko and Flit plush, two plushes okay. of them. So I, I was really excited about that. <laughs> I was 10. <laughs> um, I was almost 11. So here's my third Disney question. Was this Prince Princess of the Day thing an actual contest? Is this a thing Disney would do? 
You know, I don't think so. I don't know, and I should look this up. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm failing miserably. Uh, I don't think so, because it seems so, like, they can't grant three wishes unless it's like, your wishes are going to be, you know, skip to the front of the line, sure. No, which, I don't know. Which, she, which is one of her wishes. So the, the, the thing is, is, like, there's a giant lamp. The lamp seller is like, come, and, and like, Aladdin and Jasmine are there as set dressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like everyone's taking turns roaming the lamp because it's I guess it's like a jack in the box or whatever. It's like it's randomly automated. Um, and so Stephanie's in line, but then Michelle cuts in front of her because that's their plot. She rubs the lamp, and then the genie comes out. And I would I would imagine that it probably wasn't a real thing because they use so many camera tricks to make it look like that genie was inflating out of the lamp. Yes, that's I mean yeah you had to fake that because yeah. it was covered. You could see it was covered with like a golden fabric in the background, and then like they probably uncovered it, and there's the there's the genie. Yeah, you couldn't have made it look like it sprouts up out of nothing. And, and my... it, if it was a real thing, that would it would actually have sprouted out of nothing, and they would have shown it. Yes. Oh, of course, totally. <laughs> um, I'm looking, you know, frantically. I don't think it was a real thing mm. that that prince or princess for a day. Yeah, and so her wish is, like, she gets to be princess for a day, and she gets to, like, ride in a parade, and she gets three wishes granted. And, of course, all those wishes have to be Disney-specific. Right, uh, right. She Kimmy, does wish for world peace in, in her defense, and they immediately are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy does rub it in, though. Hey, Blondie, that was supposed to be your turn. Really? I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here is my uh, fourth Disney question. Okay. How, in general, how was this episode looked upon in the Disney fandom? Or, like, all of these episodes? Are these, like, viewed as accurate representation of the Disney experience? Or, like, cash-ins that are, like, you hate? Or are they beloved? I mean, I can't speak for everyone. Um, and hopefully people will maybe comment or chime in with their take. But I love, I, okay, this is a good one. This is the best one. Yeah. Of the Disney crossovers. Yes. And I like that. I don't want to watch the bad ones. Like when I saw the Blossom one, I was just like, Ugh. and that's in Disneyland also. But I was like, yee, wow. I'm amazed they were able to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I like that they are a bit of a cash grab and they are a bit like, eh. But if you're a Disney fan, you t- it's to me, it's lovely to see Disney in 1993. Yeah. And at at the one point when I'm jumping ahead, but when they ride Splash Mountain and, the, and it just made me feel good. Like I was like, oh yeah, I love, like I don't even like riding Splash Mountain that much, but I was like, yeah, I get that feeling. of It really does give you the, you want to go to Disney feeling. Yeah. Wait, how many times do you think that you went in 1993? Oh, in 93, if I went, it would have been once because I was okay. still like, I, that, I, that's not when I had my pass and I was a college kid who could go there whenever the hell I want. If I, if I went, it would have been once that year with my family. Yeah. So the next uh, little vignette we get, because this whole two-parter is basically a whole bunch of Disney vignettes with, like, three very, like, loose plots. Yes. Like, kind of strung through. So the next thing is Joey goes to the animation studio where he meets with his friend Mark Henn, H-E-N-N, who is a Disney animator who worked on basically everything from Fox and the Hound all the way to Ralph Breaks the Internet, which came out last month. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's like, cool. He, like, I looked at his, his IMDb, like, he... I think he started on Fox and the Hound as an uncredited, like, in-between line artist or something. Mm-hmm. And then from there, he just literally has worked on every animated Disney movie, it looks like. Like, all wow. of them. Uh, in some capacity as, like... And Roth Breaks the Internet, he, like, was the supervisor of the 2D animation sequences. Mm. 
So yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, he's a huge deal, and he gets lines. Yes, you know. yes, he gets like two lines. <laughs> he gets two lines. He doesn't get five, <laughs> so he lines. doesn't get that big paycheck, but he still gets some yeah. lines. Uh, and then we get a really fun little sequence of Joey. Uh, it's reminiscent of the classic Looney Tunes cartoon Duck Amuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I had to look that up. Um, where it's, like, this little animated Joey, like, does Joey draw himself, and then it, like, comes to life, and there's, like, a little mm-hmm. animation sequence of, like, him talking to himself as a cartoon. Yes. And it does, like, it, but it's all done in pencils, which I think is kind of nice, and his cartoon <laughs> self makes his head a basketball and then a hockey puck, or a baseball, hockey puck, yeah. football. So commercial back, we're now in Epcot, right? We're in the France part of Epcot? Or is no, it Germany? 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 Which is weird because so Danny's like, okay, you guys go to Magic Kingdom. I'm going to go to Epcot because Vicky is there. I don't know why. And I'm going to maybe propose to her. It's just like you can't just snap your fingers and get from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot. It's, it's a bit of a, how, a do. How big of a hike is that? What's the – Oh, you can't walk. Oh. oh no. You, yeah, you, you have to go to – you can take the monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center and then take that monorail to Epcot. Or they, I don't know if they had buses back then. I, they, I don't think they did have a bus that would take directly to Epcot. So it's like a pain in the butt. Although he was going maybe just straight from the Grand California or the sorry, oh, the Grand, Grand Floridian. Floridian. Yeah, because we haven't seen him. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe this summer I will for work do a map, like track like where they all went during this one day because it's also all one day. Yes, and it, they go. It's it's done. His itinerary would have saved them so much time. Yeah, because you're. It's they go back and forth, and they just go back to the hotel yeah. for no good reason. And I'm like, all right, you guys, like that takes time. Even <laughs> though the Grand the Grand Floridian is pretty close to the Magic Kingdom, it's on the monorail loop uh, of the hotel monorails. So there is that, but you're still don't do that. Oh, don't I like do this. Um, <laughs> so when they, when he gets there, this is what I found just wild is vicky is there at a fountain talking to a literal bird just like snow white mm-hmm. like it is a super like she is li- like talking like the bird is on her perched on her finger it's just like gorgeous um yeah it's like this parrot that flies into her hand and i i just don't that part i'm still like wow that's weird well, I guess like Joel Zwick, the director, was like, hey, right, I'm going to get artistic. And we'll get to some, like, there's some really interesting, like, visual choices. Oh, yeah. Too, and that's one of them. So then they are interrupted by an Oompa band, of course. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my fifth Disney Parks question. <laughs> Would an Oompa band just walk up, start playing, and start dancing with people? Isn't there a no-touching policy? You know, this is where memory gets murky because <laughs> i mean i god i used to know disney so well i felt i could walk it blindfolded and then i moved away and it it's gone away and now i know disneyland very well but i think okay yes an oompa band would totally show up i mean it would be scheduled and you would know when and there would be people waiting around oh yeah would they would they dance with people they might bring people up to do so because they were just like bopping up and down and bop but then against actually they were kind of like poking well yeah then they like walk up because danny's trying to propose and they like separate the two of them and they start doing like square dance moves and it's a lot yeah or yeah i think it's got to be like this weird polka thing which you wouldn't really do 
Um, so no, I would say that's not very realistic. <laughs> At most, it would have been the bopping up and down in time, and then they'd be like, "Give them a round of applause, everybody!" Okay, now we'll do whatever the next dance is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we go to oh, is this? So we we cut back to the girls, and Michelle just keeps getting her way repeatedly. I can't remember if this is the carousel. Yeah, she's moment. riding the carousel over and over and over. And again. they're like, "We don't want to do this anymore," and she's like. <laughs> Okay, well, what's next? Splash Mountain. Uh-uh, carousel again. Michelle, we've done it ten times. Why are we letting this little half pint tell us what to do? Maybe you didn't notice this crown on my head. He gets very aggressive. Um, yeah. So that's why. Uh, so then there's also the so there's also the bit at the living. What is the living seas? Is that still a thing? It is, but now it's the seas with Nemo and friends. Oh, see, um, because that's what they started doing, right? They started rebranding everything after movies. I mean, this is when Epcot Center was still Epcot Center, and now it's Epcot, uh, which are two, in my opinion, very, like, I've huh. actually done a podcast where I've talked entirely about Epcot Center. Um, so the Living Seas was a thing. It's still there, and there are still fish. And, and that this, restaurant is in, was, this is in Epcot? Living Seas this is, is in Epcot? Epcot Center. Yeah, okay. Or Epcot, yeah. Um, it's one of the lands in Future World, uh, one of the pavilions, rather. And as soon as you kind of go in and it's to the right, um, they have a, that restaurant where you can sit and eat underwater. And look at the aquariums. There are a lot of fish there. I, I think it's still there. Hmm. So uh, that's right. Because what happens is that's when Michelle disappeared at the carousel. Yeah. And then uh, Vicky and Danny are eating a lunch there, which that is a restaurant. And then Joey and Jesse kind of pop up scuba diving in the window. And yeah. Like, this um, is my this is another this is my sixth Disney Parks question. God, okay. <laughs> Can you do a radio show in a restaurant aquarium? <laughs> Because that is what they're doing. Would Disney be like, yeah, cool, go for it? <laughs> I'm going to, well, okay, I don't know. I'm no engineer. I'm, I'm not a radio engineer. But, I mean, at least here, there's always a lot of events that tie into radio stations mm. here in California. So, like, there was, like, a special holiday party that you could win co- tickets to, contest tickets. And... It, so it is not out of the ordinary for me for Disney to be like, sure, because divers would go in there and people would swim around and whatever that ball that, you know, that that they could breathe and talk in. Yeah. Like you can definitely that is a thing that exists and you could go do what I find less likely is that your radio station would be like, sure. Why don't you go to Disney World, even though the closer park is Disneyland yeah. and we'll broadcast it somehow through the magic of super radio waves um we'll broadcast this concert to the san francisco audience but i do think if jesse and the rippers was like kind of this big hit of 93 maybe they would be like yeah sure we'll do it it might be like syndicated across the nation or something like that's true that's true that's a little 93 i think is early for like nationally syndicated yeah but i like because they're not like a talk show i feel they were just djs right they were the rush hour renegades but they played music but then they also yakking with youth teen talk so (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> like whatever um so also while they're at the carousel which is in the uh magic kingdom yes okay dj sees prince charming as steve which mm-hmm. just gives scott weinger another time to wear another costume mm-hmm. and that's when uh, michelle overhears everyone being like oh she's being so bossy and then she's like peace out yep and the cliffhanger is michelle's missing and everyone's like michelle michelle cliffhanger end of part one up on part two, Michelle is grooving with some steel drums all by herself, being friends with Snow White. 
But before that, it's she does like say a previously on Full House with like Tigger and Goofy oh, and yeah. other characters, and I I was like, well, that for, so is, are we to assume this is like Mary Kate Olsen or is this Ashley Olsen? I don't know. Uh, don't this worry be, about yeah. it. Something I'm, I'm overthinking. <laughs> what is reality? <clears throat> Which brings me to my seventh Disney Parks question. Okay, uh, she's dancing with the uh, the 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 play the steel drum band in yeah. Adventureland. Uh, wouldn't Snow White make her find her parents? Oh, there's so many things wrong with this situation. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I props to the uh, actor playing Snow White there because it's like one, Snow White's not supposed to be in Adventureland. That's ridiculous. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they don't cross the land. They don't cross the borders, really. Wait, they, so where's I Michelle mean, at this point with the with the Steel Drum Band? What is that? She's in Adventureland. Okay. She's near like. Room. She's where they're going to eventually build the Aladdin like uh, flying carpet ride, huh. which is like Dumbo. And she's near like where you can get the citrus swirls. Um, I don't know if it's called the Sunshine Terrace at that time, but she was she's around there. So Snow White crosses the borders into Adventureland and is looking for her. And I'm like, so wait, they're sending Snow White out to find her? That's bizarre. <laughs> wait, and what so character, that- what realm does Snow White normally wander fantasy land and i think any of the princesses could be in on main street as well okay and what character that roams adventure land should have gone after michelle i mean it should have been jasmine uh, oh she's in adventure land oh uh, yeah aladdin and ja- there was at least over here a place called aladdin's oasis i think they also had it there which is just a meet and greet for aladdin jasmine genie and abu yeah okay wild yeah they shouldn't they don't call her parents oddly enough they still want her to, they're still granting her no. all these wishes. <laughs> Although I do think they bring her to the tea party and I do think they did bring the family to the, cause they all showed up. Like, yeah, Mickey that is Lee true. We don't know family. how they got there. So that would, that's a good, that's a good no prize. So then we get the rest of this underwater plot, which I find oh. so ridiculous. Jesse and Joey are stuck underwater because Joey sees a very, very tiny shark question mark. And he doesn't want to get out. Right. It's bizarre. And it's definitely a shark. I, I don't know if okay. it's like a, a Mako or something, but like it's it was there when they got in. It's yeah. not like it showed up later. And we just learned that Joey has this fear of sharks. So he's going to make Jesse late to, for his uh, dinner with because it's his and Becky's anniversary, etc. And so there's just like a lot of hemming, hawing back and back and forth about like this shark that they are never in the same shot with. <laughs> right yes it's clearly like the stock footage shark yeah i do like the shot in the bubble though like it's it's clearly like they put john stamos and dave coulier in this bubble with a like a maybe like a mounted hand can't like a handheld or something because mm-hmm. the film the film grain is way grainier like it's not as it's not as high quality as the rest of the episode no which is shot on vhs yeah uh, or and it's still like shot a on tape. fixed it's a fixed like shot from low mm-hmm. and it's really it's a, it's really claustrophobic it's really interesting and cool to see full house like look in a way that is not the way every other episode looks right because it's shot on location for this one yep um and also the mics they have like on uh like you know mics that they, for their radio show they're real because you can hear them go like yeah. Like it kind of went, it, it, it crackles a bit. And I was like, oh, so they're just using the sound from those. Yeah. Which is interesting because they are wearing wetsuits. So I figured they had to deal with something for the, the mics. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. And then I guess they're probably actually are, that's probably actually, you know, Dave and John snorkel or scuba diving. I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's them. Also, like, I just got to imagine, like, being one of the actors on these shows, this 
probably had to be i would imagine it was probably a blast i think so i mean they're shooting all of this like maybe at five or six in the morning though Oh, okay i mean the the interiors like unless they shot down or shut down the living seas it's shot before the park opens so they have really early days the crowds in there are either special guests like um people staying on property who they let come in early in exchange for this but like you have to approve all of their wardrobe and yeah. like they're probably extras anyway uh but i assume it's a blast because then you have like the day at the park and stuff it's kind of cool yeah um so next up oh lordy <laughs> I forget what happens next. Uh, we have Becky is waiting for Jesse to show up, and she's at a at a dock. Yes, that's hanging right. out with Chip and Dale, mm-hmm. who are basically slotted into the role of her silent but sassy AF friends, <laughs> because she, she's like, he's definitely showing up, and they're both like wagging their head and their fingers, like he's not showing up, but they are. <laughs> and then she's like, ugh. Just here, have the chicken salad. And then they, like, are so excited to eat that chicken salad, which this is not a Disney Parks question. This is just a question question. What the fuck is the reality of this show? In the reality of the show, does Rebecca Katsopoulos believe that she is hanging out with literal Chip and Dale? I think it's the idea of kayfabe, even in, like, you can't break the illusion that they're real. So, yes, I think she thinks she's hanging out, if not with them, with the actors Chip and Dale who play these roles in these cartoons because <laughs> Jesse's like, I've seen all your films. I like all your work. And that's kind of how I treat them sometimes. It's yes. like Donald Duck is real, but he plays this role that's of Donald Duck in the shorts. And like Goofy's the same. And I think like Goofy's probably a very savvy actor and like Bill Farmer, the guy who does the voice who sounds just like Goofy. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the real Goofy. And he's like, you know, well, I have to think that you know, my my residual should be about 18%. You know, <laughs> you know, he's probably like, and you're like, oh shit, like Goofy knows his stuff. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that is that is how I would totally, I think what is really strange is the fact that the Chippendale are just, so first of all, would they be at that dock? Absolutely not. And would they just be hanging out with one person? <laughs> no, there's no way. Like, to see a character at the hotel, it would be probably at a special dining thing, even back then, like, you might get one or two during the day, but like they're not going to go to the dock. They're going to be in the lobby. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, they, Jesse misses her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then we get the start of Michelle's tea party, which is her second wish. Her first wish was to cut to the front of all the lines. Her second wish was uh, a tea party. But but before, wait, uh, did we resolve the Jesse and Becky thing, or did they cut back to that later? Oh, and I guess they. I guess she goes off, and then doesn't he? Does he show up before she leaves? He shows up. No, he comes later. Yeah. He comes later into the hotel. So okay, never mind. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Michelle's tea party. The roll call for this. She's so Snow White is her like BFF partner in crime. Seated around the table are Dopey, Pinocchio, Alice, Donald, Minnie, and the White Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Does that in make Toontown. sense? In And who? No, it doesn't make any sense. Oh me. yeah. <laughs> who? Wait. So this is in Toontown. That's in Toontown. You can tell by the backgrounds. Okay. And where is is and Toontown is part of the Magical Kingdom or MGM? No, it's in it's in Magic Kingdom. Okay. And so, which characters does this not make sense for? Well, she said she wanted to have a tea party with Mickey and Minnie and all their friends. Mickey's not there. Well, he shows up later. Yeah, he shows up later with but, as a narc with her parents. <laughs> as a narc. I mean, he kind of saved the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Now, if like if I heard that, you assume it's going to be Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, yeah, maybe Chip and Dale. Right. Those are the core group. And yeah. if you say Mickey and Friends, that's who you're referring to. The fact that like I get I get why Alice and the White Rabbit are there. It's a tea party. It's mm-hmm. pretty strange that they're in Mickey's Toontown. Like that doesn't that doesn't jibe with me. Why is Pinocchio there? That makes no sense. Yeah. Like he's just an extra character. And then who am I forgetting yeah, anybody? Dopey well, and Minnie there. and Donald. Well, Dopey goes with Snow White, so like I can let that one go. But it's a little strange. I'm just like it's a weird group of people to show up in Toontown, especially. What kind of characters normally wander Toontown? Uh, well, in that time period, you'd have Roger Rabbit. You'd probably oh. have characters from the Disney Afternoon. Oh! Um, yeah, well, oh. not a lot of wandering, because Toontown's not big. Okay. But there is a location to see, to meet Mickey. There's a location to meet Minnie. Um, I don't know if, like, Goofy's house and Donald's house and Daisy's house, if they have the characters there. But, like, you're probably going to meet them. But Roger Rabbit was a character. Like, he's featured in the parade. Yeah. Um, he's, he's still there that he might have been making appearances. Is Toontown also? We, I don't know if we skip this or if it's coming up, but whatever. Um, is Toontown also where Jesse meets up with Rebecca and Nikki and Alex and gives them the hats? Yes, that okay. was earlier. Yeah, and that's so weird. It's like so, like Rebecca took them there, and I'm like, well, there's not a lot to do in Toontown, but okay. But I guess they're also like little babies, so they can't do too much. Yeah, and it's just like so. He had his rehearsal at the castle and then met her there. That actually tracks perfectly. That's, that's oh, because not... isn't the castle at the very end of that street or something? Uh, the oh. castle's at the end of Main Street. Okay. So when you walk in first, and then you see, and there's the castle, and then through the castle, like, it's the center of a wheel. The spokes that go out are the other lands, and then Toontown is beyond Fantasyland kind of in the back because it's mm. the newest land. It was a later edition. Uh, originally, Mickey's Birthday Land. And oh. I, I, remember, I remember that, yeah. And then, then it can't be his birthday forever, so they made it Toontown. Oh, man. Real hammer coming down. <laughs> so then uh, Mickey shows up at the tea party with Danny, Vicky, DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie. Uh, I, there was a really... There was a joke. I don't know if it was good or bad, but there was a... Michelle says, but I'm... Daddy, I'm the princess, and nobody would do it. I told them. Sounds like you were trying to be the boss. The princess is the boss. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is the boss. I, I think that's a good joke. Good joke. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's like a full house. Like, I honestly, it's so hard to get a read on what anything is. <laughs> on this show. I know. Like, it's like, I guess that, I think that's a good joke, but everything around it is just nut, nutty. Uh, so here's my eighth Disney okay. Parks question. So how do you think they cast the Snow White and the Alice, like specifically the Snow White who has lines and is basically a supporting character in this two-parter. Mm-hmm. Do they have more than one Snow White at a time? Or is this like, is whoever this woman was, was she like the best Snow White? And they like pulled her out of retirement. Like you're going to be on TV. Or was she the best of the rotation they had at the time? Did they have to audition like outside actors? What wow, is your guess? Is... I am going to guess. Well, one, there's definitely there's only one Snow White, Brett. Oh my and... god! <laughs> and That's it's whoever true. you meet. <laughs> I gotta live the kayfabe. I like I. Um, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because the show is normally shot out here. They're filming out there. Are they going to audition out here? Are they? They. It. I would go. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'm going to choose to believe that is a face character. 
Yeah. Is one of their Snow Whites probably one of their best Snow Whites? That's what I would assume. Because they definitely had to produce this in, like, close tandem with Disney. Yes. God, wouldn't that be an amazing interview to find the person that worked at Disney that was, like, the point person contact with Full House? To, like, make sure, like, set up, like, okay, when do you need the park roped off? You can have it from the... No, I pray as much like Disney being like, Full House, you can have the park at these times. I definitely don't think it was Full House being like, hey, we need access to this. Well, it's got to be shot over the course of seven days, or several days, because there's just not enough time for them to do... Like, they're at the parade when it's open. I'm pretty sure that's a real thing, just the way the footage looks. Yes. Um, Oh, definitely. Like, that's a... And that was really probably an afraid. added, like, feature bonus for the guests at that time, who I guess oh, were there absolutely. in probably April. Like, this was probably shot early April. This aired mid-May. It's a really tight turnaround for sitcoms, maybe more for this, like, late March, early April. Yeah, that could, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did something like that. Like, um, and they'd be like, you know, the cast of Full House. Yeah, uh, that's huge. Probably see the, th- the signs that say that this is maybe for an episode or something. There's, um, so this is a little bit of a tangent, but if you watch the step-by-step one, which is awful because, well, okay. it's it's a thing. Have you seen the step-by-step one? Uh, not in a really, really, really long time. Yeah. In that one, when they do the big in-the-park scenes, the people in the immediate vicinity are, like, not acting like that's Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers right there. But if you look past them further out into the background, you can just see a wall of people watching. Just watching, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I did not notice that in this. No, I mean, like, when they go into the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, like, there's a huge group, and that might be real people. Yeah. And then when you do the close-ups, it is, like, actors, because um, it's, like, that's clearly shot at a different time and different place. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is done differently. So back at the hotel, this is what we were talking about, Becky is, like, totally pissed. Like, she's, like, it is dramatic. Again, Joel Zwick really using art, art, artistry in this. She's up high, looking down on him. And she's so mad because he kept uh, forgetting the, or he couldn't get away. She turns around and then he sits down at the piano and sings. Yes. He sings a song called For the Times, which, as far as I can tell, is a John Stamos original. For the times we're at odds, here's a kiss from my heart and a breath in your ear. You I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't a Disney song, but I, I see they're saving that for the end. Yeah. So, or, yeah. And also, or I thought it was going to be Forever, like his Beach Boys cover. That's his single, but, you know. Mm, mm. Was this like the B-side of the single? May, oh, this, yeah, I can see this could be the B-side. And also, I feel like with Becky, he would probably be like, no, I'm not going to do my, like, cover that isn't even my song. That's fair. I'm going to really give fair. you my heart for the times. Although he is, when he sees her, he's like yelling in the lobby, like, Becky! And I'm like, dude, like, this isn't your house. You're in the, <laughs> the Grand Floridian here, and you're just screaming. And then there she is, and she looks at you, and she shakes her head and goes, ah, it's a good scene. Good yeah, scene. Yeah, it's really great. Um, and then, of course, it all works out, and they go, um, and there's like a, I thought it was going to be a montage, but no, it's like, it dissolves to like them on the boat, and it's romantic, on that little, like, right. paddle boat or whatever, like, tiny. Well, I think great. it's a motorboat. I think yeah, it's a, I, think I don't it's think like a paddle boat is very romantic. <laughs> Um, so then it's now parade time. Yes. Well, it's one of the parades. I'll get to that in a second, but this is the Aladdin parade. Okay. Okay. This is the mini parade. Yeah, okay. This is the little one. And it's just like all Aladdin shit. And it's just really quick. I can't even mm-hmm. remember what happened. Like what the, 
point uh, of that? The, the camel spits. The camel at spits on Danny. Danny. Yeah. And that was a parade at the. It would have been at um, the MGM Studios. Yeah, like yeah. that. That parade is at MGM Studios, or it was. And for Aladdin, they would have kept it until they replaced it with whatever came next. Um, oh. Or if they did that weird Cars parade, like not Cars, the Pixar movie, but like they would be in cars that resemble their characters. Um, oh, so weird. it's weird that they went to MGM Studios <laughs> to watch this parade. And then they're like, okay, and now let's cut back to because the, the next thing Kingdom. is they're all at Indiana Jones. So yeah, like right now, oh we're yeah, at, and that is at MGM Studios. So, yeah, okay. so then we're at Indiana Jones. Um, Vicky like gets uh, beeped to go away, and they're all like, you gotta ask her to marry. And Danny's like, I figured out a way to ask her to marry me, and no one can interrupt. Mm-hmm. Because he got long thwarted sequence. in Germany, got thwarted in the living seas, but the third yeah. one, rule of threes. Third, yep, this one's got a work. charm. Then we get to see the Indiana Jones show where DJ, of course, sees uh, Steve as Indy. And I want to ask, how much fun was this for Scott Wenger? Oh, I know. I was like, this is a great episode for him. Yeah, like, he got to fly to Disney World. He got to have maybe three or four lines in the whole two-parter. But every time he's on screen, he's Aladdin. He's Prince Charming. He's Indiana Jones. And he doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have any lines to memorize. Yeah, he's like performing in the epic stunt spectacular right there. Like it's he had to learn that choreography with yeah. those spikes and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, I feel like he definitely had the best time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'd be another great interview to talk to him about it. Talk to any of them about it. And then of course she shouts when he gets when she thinks he gets rolled over by the big boulder. She shouts, "Steve, no!" Pops up, not Steve, and she's like, "No one, thinks- Steve, no." <sighs> No one thinks you're really here. Right, and then, like, the musical flourish, and everyone applauds. So, like, they were waiting until she (laughs) finished her train of thought before they could continue on with the show. Yeah. (laughs) So then uh, Stephanie wants to... The next thing is Stephanie wants to go back to the hotel because she's pissed at Michelle because Michelle's, like, getting her way all the time, and it should have been Stephanie's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Yes, but while they do that... Uh, Danny says, I think, my favorite line in this series <laughs> when he goes like, Geez, I was right, wasn't I? Was a huge boulder or what? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's just such a weird, dumb, throwaway line. But I love, like, the pre-conversation where he's like, no, no, it's really big. And she's probably like, whatever, Dad. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I never said it wasn't big, Dad. I just don't care. <laughs> I'm in love, Dad. <laughs> So then we get um, the montage of them riding rides. The first one is the Dumbo ride, which has the only moment in the two-parter that made me literally laugh out loud, which was Kimmy airing out her shoes on the really? Dumbo ride. That made me laugh out loud. Did that make you laugh out loud? It made me – I was like, that's just – why is she doing that now? But it makes sense. I know. I was like – I. Okay, honestly, like, Kimmy Gibbler is one of my favorite characters. Oh, and me I, too. Oh, hands down. Hands yeah, down. and that's why I was just like, again, Kimmy can do whatever they want, you know. And so, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, she's airing out her shoes on the Dumbo ride, and then behind her is Danny and Vicky. They're like, pee. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's where funny. is the Dumbo ride located? That's in Fantasyland. Okay, so where was – so they went from <laughs> – they went oh, from God. MGM to Fantasyland? No, they went from the MGM back to the Magic Kingdom. Now, that's a pain in the butt because there's no monorail service to uh, MGM. So they had to have taken a bus or driven, gone back, and then went to Fantasyland if they're doing Dumbo first. Yeah. Yeah, and then Splash Mountain as after that. 
So they're going over to Frontierland. Like we call it, we have Critter Country here in Disneyland. But like, so they're going to Frontier. Like it's that's not impossible. And and also they're skipping all the lines. So good for them. Yeah, because Michelle still has that uh, power. Yeah. Uh, and then DJ is ba- and then they're all back at the hotel. DJ is not back at the hotel. Right. She just randomly goes back in the middle of the day for who knows why. Yeah, and that's when she sees uh, her and Kimmy, and she sees Steve checking in. Mm-hmm. And we get the slow-mo run. Mm-hmm. And then they like, you know, there's a trip, slow-mo right. trip. You know, some physical comedy. I was like, that's that's solid. That's good TGIF comedy right yeah. there. And then they're, you know, they're together. You know, it's every, again, everything always works out. Mm-hmm. So then we get... um, an, So, okay, yeah, this is, I'm trying to make sense of my notes. Uh, so Stephanie is now sitting on, a, on the beach... Yes, she's that... on the at the Grand Floridian. Yes. Okay, and so Joey comes and says, "Hey, we're all getting ready to go to the parade, another parade." So this is my ninth major Disney question: How many parades are there a day? Well, there's. I mean, in 1993, I'd have to find one of the old guidebooks, but like it makes sense. The that parade there are they two. saw was at one park. Okay. So now the uh, surprise celebration parade. That would have been at they would have there would have been at least one there would have been at least one there might have been two um, here in Disneyland there's off they'll do two parades uh, like one maybe at like three and then one at five or one at six and then um, there could also be a night parade oh wow so there's, yeah and I'm not too sure if the Main Street Electrical Parade was playing at this time in Disney in Magic Kingdom or if they were doing Spectro Magic I'd have to look into that so there's at least two separate parades. Um, and the day parade might get two performances. Okay. But not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. So, uh, so then we get the we get the only uh, talk of both episodes. Yes. Because there wasn't a talk in the first episode. There wasn't a like, hey, let's like feelings music. That's oh, I didn't realize that. So that's crazy. Um. So Joey ta- he has to talk with Stephanie about you know not being a little I don't know how much I agree with shades of gray here <laughs> basically Joey's like hey Stephanie you're missing out on all this fun because you are so angry at Michelle who was selfish mm-hmm. um, and uh, Joey may- proves this point by like well how did you feel when she was missing and Stephanie was like I was scared I guess I guess I do love her <laughs> and so she like realizes like yeah I guess you know I, I shouldn't um, I don't know hold a grudge is what the is what the lesson is, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but then Michelle shows up with Snow White because Snow White, I guess, doesn't want to see any other. Well, I guess Michelle is the princess for the day, so maybe that's Snow White's duty to follow her around. For, I mean, for... that makes, that would never happen. But okay. <laughs> also, what a poor, poor task for that Snow White actress. Yeah, I feel really like I'm like you're just stuck with this family all day. Like they would have a special guide. Yeah. Do all this stuff. But like, you know, the Disney magic, yeah, make it Snow White, sure. Because if you put them in the uniform, if you're not a Disney fan, you'd be like, well, who's that person? It's like, well, yeah. that's the uniform for like the VIP guides. So Michelle reveals her third wish, which is that she is passing the crown over to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie first says, like, oh, well, I can't take it. And Michelle's like, okay. And then Stephanie's like, but I will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it is funny. They're still like kind of getting digs in, um, and then then, so <laughs> Snow White's like, 
because Michelle was an unselfish princess, the entire family gets to ride in the parade. Yeah. I don't know how unselfish she was. Oh, I agree. I'm like, that's that's like a you're throwing a bone there after you've used like you've ridden your rides 10 times. It's a nice gesture, but I'm like, I don't think this is deserving of any reward. Yeah. Uh, If anything, she avoided the curse of being turned into a beast for being so selfish. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But also, there's no way they were going to have like, how old is Michelle? Six? Uh, This is season six. So she's probably seven. Okay. Like, there's no way they're going to be like, okay, we're going to take your kid, put him in the parade, and meet you later? Question mark? Like, there's no way. Like, the family always gets to go with them. I think that was always going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they also, they split them up on all different floats, which we know is because they're the actors and cast of Full House, and you're going to put them on different floats. But I feel like if this was the Tanner family, they would probably put them all on one float with Michelle. Yes, and this is actually a thing they really would do. Oh, really? Um, yes, and uh, I forget who's sitting in the front. It's, I think it's Jesse and Jesse Becky and the, Becky and the two, and Nikki and Alex are in the first one. Yeah, and they're just kind of sitting on that bench, right? Yeah, of a float. So they would often have, and like maybe they still do, um, have families who get to like lead the parade or be in the. They'll just pick a family oh. at some point, and you they would sit on that bench and uh, just basically wave like you get to wear a sash uh, for the surprise for that particular parade yeah and just wait so that is a thing you wouldn't of course space them out nor would you give them costumes yeah they are like, uh, like he's in this crazy costume and they and have stuff. choreography because like joey like turns a crank with goofy mm-hmm. yeah all sorts of yeah shit. yeah there's a lot going on and i i did look up uh footage of that old parade to try and like jog my memory because um that parade did not run i think it ended in 94 oh so yeah, it was like one. It, it ran for a bit. It's it's it basically was a Disneyland parade. That they then moved to Florida. Oh, okay, uh, but it's just not in my wheelhouse. It's one of the, the long running parades. Uh, then we like dissolve into the just grand finale, which yes. is the Jesse and the Rippers concert at the castle, mm-hmm. uh, where they sing that rock and roll song, "Hippie Hippie Shakes." <laughs> I got that hippie, hippie, it's yeah. a thing where you, when you're an adult and you realize, man, Uncle Jesse was so lame. <laughs> well, probably back then it was like he was retro. I don't know. Those are good rock and roll well, songs. Well, I feel like, so the or way that they rock, present rock. him, which I think is hilarious, is he's a motorcycle riding hard rock bad boy. But then when he gets to choose songs, it's always like, shout, throw my heels up and shout like. <laughs> he He's should be into guy. Black Sabbath. Like if they're like the way they talk about him, he should be into Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, and you know, mm-hmm. or like uh, at least like uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, he loves fifties rock and roll. He loves Elvis. Like that's yes. so yeah that that all tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's like a fifties sixties. He likes classical oldies. Yeah. Um. And then there's a really funny shot of Captain Hook getting down in the crowd. <laughs> They've got, like, a random assortment of characters. Like, I think Baloo is there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, like, a couple of characters are hanging out there. Yeah. So then the next song Oh, is... that would never happen, by the way. What, what? You would probably never have the characters at a concert oh, like that. Yeah. Um, although, now, they do have um, a, a few times, that, like, there was a Pixar dance party uh, <laughs> in Tomorrowland, on the Tomorrowland stage, where you can kind of dance with the... I mean, kids can dance with the characters. And yeah. 
It's actually really fun. And then there's uh, they they did a Goofy and Max one like for the holidays. Ooh. And they would they would do the eye to eye dance number. Like you can see some it's YouTube like, videos. Has of it. a Goofy movie re-entered? Oh yes, I think so. I think it's hitting its uh, re- re- you know renaissance or its return. Is it because like people our age are our age? Like yep. Wow. What about the I mean, rescuers? Damn it! Cool. I love it. Give me more. Oh than... God! I know the rescuers. Well, that's a whole other thing. But like they are the unsung. Uh, Bernard and Miss Bianca. Uh, oh, well, it's also Bob Newhart. <laughs> <That's> like... <laughs> no, they're ter- they're such terrific uh, characters, the rescuers. Ugh. Uh, so then Je- Jesse sings "A Dream Is a Wish Your Heart Makes." Yes. The full with band. a leather jacket, no shirt on. Yeah, just like super badass. Uh, while fireworks are going off, and it's just like so epic. Which brings me to my final. Major Disney Parks question. Do you think they would ever let someone propose via fireworks? Oh, absolutely not. Oh! <laughs> I thought you were going to be, oh, absolutely. No, that, that would never, ever, ever happen. Like, I, I don't think that's physically possible to make them spell that out so nice and clean. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not. And so, like, yeah, uh, the fireworks go off, and Danny's like, and it says, like, Vicky, will you marry me? Danny's like, look, and Vicky's like, oh, someone is asking someone named Vicky to marry them. And Danny's like, I'm someone. Right. And then she says, yes, it's not even a cliffhanger. I know, which is nice. Yeah, again, because Full House isn't going to toy with your emotions for a summer. Mm -hmm. But then they ultimately are because they ain't going to get married. They don't get married, I know. And they don't break it off right away, do they? No, like, they string it out. I guess it was probably, like, I assume it was probably contract negotiations with that actress or, like, trying to figure out to make it work. And so, like, they string it along of, like, she's just working so much. And then she takes a job in New York, I think. Mm. And then we get the kissy ending, like, they kiss, uh, Steve and DJ kiss, Michelle and Stephanie hug. Joey and Snow uh, White are very weird. Are just like dancing together. Do we like Snow White and Joey together? No. <laughs> what Disney character is on Joey's level that he should date? Uh, that's oh God. This is such a good question that I'm going <laughs> to uh, tweet it at Dave Coulier. Uh, but honestly, the first thing that person that popped in my head is not a Disney character. It's uh, a Warner Brothers one. I think Babs Bunny. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Like, because I don't, I'm like, oh, now that I'm on the spot, I'm like, who is the who is that? Like, wisecracking. Gadget is wisecracking, but would Gadget no. tolerate him? So, so, like, who is either? Yeah, who is funny? That's a funny female character. I would think Megara from Hercules is a bit like witty. She has an acerbic wit that they'd be. Okay. They seem like they wouldn't get along, but opposite, you know, like I feel like they'd be an interesting pairing. But they couldn't be together at this point because that movie hasn't come out yet. Yeah, well... You know, you gotta stretch. Wait, what about... uh, Is there anyone from the Disney Afternoon that's sassy? Maybe Bianca? (laughs) That's a mouse. Miss Bianca? Yeah. Uh, She's too good for Joey. She's way too good for him. I just realized, duh, obviously. And whatever. Um, So Kimmy, the next shot is of Kimmy is moving in on Prince Charming and the Cinderella's like... You know, making like no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, what about Kimmy and Prince Charming? Do they belong together? No, I think Kimmy's too good for Prince Charming. Oh snap! I love Kimmy. I mean, she's too. Yeah. Cool. She's such. She's so vibrant. Yeah, she's like, great. Prince Charming is so boring. Most of the princes are bland. Bland as, as hell. Dishwater. 
Yeah. So, like, she needs someone cool and colorful. Like, I mean, it seems like Goofy would be a good match for her. Yeah. But, or like Donald or something. I don't know. I think she, I don't know. She deserves, she deserves a great guy. And then that's it. That is the end. Happy mm-hmm. ending of a fucking epic two-parter. Um, yes, and then the season, a fantastic season at Full House. Oh, yeah. Probably the, like, third best, if you believe my theory, <laughs> that they just <laughs> keep getting better. Uh, I noticed that in the credits, all of the characters are credited as themselves. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Of course. Um, are you ready for a whole lot of must-have facts? Oh, please, please. Just keeping this going. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the ratings for these two episodes. Um, the week one was watched by 18.7 million people. And week two was watched by 22.4 million people. Wow. So a lot of people tuned in um, for the season finale. Uh, probably... You know, heard about all of the drama. Michelle was lost the week before. Like, gotta tune in, see, make sure that Mary- Michelle doesn't die. It is a season finale. Characters die on season finales. So if people were thinking that they were either young or <laughs> yeah. woefully naive. Which I mean would probably be Full House's target audience of elementary schoolers. True. Um. So the, the week one, the part one, it ranked number twenty three for the week. Watched by 18.7 million, 23 for the week. The top five shows that week were a rerun of Home Improvement at five, number four, Roseanne, three, Seinfeld, two, Home Improvement, and number one was Cheers. Mm, okay. And it is it just blows my mind to think of all those shows airing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I did not discover Seinfeld until after, you know, after Full House had ended. Uh, 
I didn't start watching Seinfeld until well into my home improvement run. I didn't start watching Cheers until like five years ago. Like, <laughs> it's just weird to think, oh, they were all contemporaries. So part yeah. two, part two uh, was number 12 for the week. So way higher. Top five shows that week. Number five, Roseanne. Four, Home Improvement. Three, Seinfeld. And then number two was Last Call, Cheers. And number one was the Cheers series finale. Oh, which was watched. Uh, well, so first of all, it's a crazy to think that this episode aired the same week as the Cheers finale. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. Mm. How many people do you think watched the Cheers finale in millions? Oh man, I don't know. Forty million. I'm not. I don't know anything about these numbers. I'm just going forty million. So if um, so full house. The Full House episode was watched by twenty two point four. Twenty two. Yeah. So you're going to go 40? So I'll just say 40. 80.4 million people. Wow. That's, again, insane. Yeah, and that's like the time before. I mean, you're recording this on a VCR. If you're missing it, there's no, yeah. you know, people, people DVR. People be home at that time. Wow. So on IMDb, uh, 151 users rated the first half a 7.2. 143 users rated the second half a 7.5. 7.2, 7.5, I mean, do you think higher, lower? Do you think that's an accurate? I mean, comparing it to other Full House episodes, it's fair. But if okay. you were comparing it to other Disney episodes, I mean, this is the oh. pinnacle of Disney episodes. Oh, God. This is a 10. Yeah. If you're going like, to compare to the other Disney episodes, this is a 10. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I would give it higher because it's, like, to me, this is a stunt that I like. Yes. As opposed to, like, oh, Disney episodes. So, I, I mean, 7.5 is, like, the lowest I would be willing to go as yeah. far as, like, looking at Full House throughout the series. Yeah, that's what – yeah, I, I'm around in there. 7.5 to 8. Like, this, these are two very enjoyable episodes that have plenty mm-hmm. of insanity, especially if you know Disney parks and you're like, why the fuck are they moving around in this way? <laughs> it is so weird. They do it all the time. <laughs> so the ABC um, spring Tuesday night lineup that this aired as part of it kicked off a Full House, went to Hang on Mr. Cooper – then Roseanne, and then a rerun of Home Improvement. Which was very popular, apparently. Popular enough to warrant airing two nights a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scott Weinger was the voice of Aladdin. We talked about that. So Blossom went to Disney first. They were the first sitcom to go to Disney. Now, they aired on NBC, but Blossom was produced by Touchstone and distributed by Buena Vista. Oh, okay. Which are two, like, Disney companies. Right. Um, And uh, if you watch Blossom on Hulu, it will start with the ABC logo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, before it uh, plays. So then Full House went, like, a couple months later, again in 93. In 1995, Family Matters went. In 1996, Roseanne, Boy Meets World, and Step by Step went. And in 98, Sabrina the Teenage Witch went. Now... Right, which I haven't seen. I'd like to watch that one. It's all at the Animal Kingdom. That's weird. But cool, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah, and so, like, they're all getting turned into animals and stuff. Have you seen the Roseanne one? Yes. Because the Roseanne one is crazy mm-hmm. uh they so the, the first episode is just them on a plane so that's part one is just them flying there which is why i was shocked and did not get any plane jokes in this one <laughs> mm-hmm. part two is them at the park but roseanne as like the show did not want to do this they thought this made no they were right this makes no sense for their characters they had to like really break the reality and be like we got a sudden check we're gonna like <laughs> Right, so we're going to th- spend it on this very expensive vacation instead of anything that yeah. our financially, you know, struggling family could use for it. Yeah. 
And so, but the episode is just them giving a middle finger to Disney the whole, like, um, Roseanne and Jackie litter in the park and just keep littering. So they keep oh, making right. the guy pick things up. Uh, all Dan wants to do is drink. Yes. Uh, Darlene, does she like befriend Eeyore because they're depressed? Yes. No, it's Tigger. Tigger. Like it's, and then, so have you seen the episode immediately after that one? No. Where, well, maybe. I just episode, don't know what they it come is. Back. So ne- like, so Disney World episode next week, they come back. And they do an episode where um, David gets a job at the local, like, Bush Gardens amusement park where he gets indoctrinated into a, um, a, a costumed character cult of led by, I think, a rabbit. And they're all, like, subservient to, like, all the very strict rules of the park. Which That's so weird. It's, I mean... As a sitcom giving a middle finger to a network, which is a subgenre of episodes that I <laughs> True. love. I love. I did an episode. I did an article for Decider about like all the times that networks have or shows have given their network a finger. Mm-hmm. That is just one of the biggest moves. <laughs> I've ever- wow. Okay. I got to check that Roseanne episode out. That's I've never heard of it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and the fact that it aired right afterwards. Um. So, out of these two episodes, who would you say had the must-see performance of both, like, the MVP of both episodes? Oh, of both episodes? I mean, like, we're going, well, let's do it, like, as a, as a whole, I as guess. As a whole? Yeah. I mean, I thought about this a lot, and there are so many strong contenders, but the, my, my, to me, the biggest performance, the, the best performance, the moment, the moment that, like, stays with me is when Becky is angry at the Grand Floridian and she looks down at Jesse and she just shakes her head yeah. and she turns, she's just like, I can't even. And then she turns to go and that's my moment. Oh, that's really true. Oh, that's really good. I, um, I think I see, I think this two parter is hard to choose because it's also spread thin amongst all of them. Like they all kind of have equal things to do. True. And so it's hard to see who stands out. But I think for me, I'm going to say Vicky. Wow. <laughs> Just, uh, I think you know you're going to want to see everyone else. Um, and I just, I think that Vicky, I mean, maybe it's because it's the only time I'll probably ever be able to give her a mm. must performance. <laughs> but I like, like, she fit in so well. Her chemistry with Danny, she has so much chemistry with Danny, who is the wet blanketest of characters. True, true. Um, they really do get still along. Still being interesting. That shot of her with the Snow White selling that. And she does such a good job that even as a kid, I remember being angry that she was not on the show after that and being confused of like, wait, where did she go? I agree. I think that that was actually harmful to children. Yeah. The, unless you wanted to. I'm sure it had to do with budgets. Like, look, we have so many people. We can't add another person to this. Yeah, because cast. Steve left for the last. He wasn't on the last season. Oh he, oh, he was gone, too, right? Yeah. He was oh, only right. on seasons, she like... dating that other... He came, like, once or twice. Oh, I mean, she was with Nelson and Viper, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah she got a lot of guys. Um, must oh. other people see these episodes? I, yes, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't have... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have done these episodes if I, if I thought they, did, if they shouldn't. Um, yeah, if you... Whatever. If you like Full House, definitely. If you like Disney, definitely. If, if you, you like, like television, I mean, this is this right. is some great a spectacle. Yes, this is a very pure like distillation of '90s family sitcoms 
Like, this is a very good essence of it. Yeah. So, everyone, watch this one. And you know what? I have so many friends that are obsessed with Disney parks that I kind of think maybe I should make this a theme. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have, like, so many to choose from. You could do, like, a full, like, run. I know. You got, like, those six or seven. And, uh, yeah, I I think you should. Um, Because there are all of them. And I think that you definitely lucked out by being the first one because you got unquestionably the best one. Yes, I, I was. I, I wouldn't do this step by step. Like it's, I, I will watch it just for the sake of having watched it. But oy. where can people find you online if they want to talk about Disney or Full House? Oh well, you can always find me on Twitter at Kirk says K I R K S A Y S, and I will say anything. I will talk about anything about about Full House or Disney. And you can also find me on Instagram doing. Um, daily story like when i'm at disney i'll do it but you're not going to see me there much more but i do have a pass to universal studios hollywood yeah so i will be spending many a work day there writing in hogsmeade uh living my wizard fantasies yes awesome (laughs) thank you so much for going on this uh tour with me uh what's a good disney sign off zippity doo oh well see you real soon is uh a good one wait what is that from Mickey, the Mickey Mouse Club, like, M-I-C, see you real soon. Oh, K-E-Y. Why? Because we like TV. <laughs> and you. H-O-U-S-E. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Kirk D'Amato, for dropping by and talking about Full House and Disney World with me this week. Next time, I will be discussing the Get Smart episode, Mr. Big. Mr. Big is in Season 1. It is Episode 1 of Get Smart. You can purchase Get Smart on iTunes or Prime Video. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at MustHaveSeenTV. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at MustHaveSeenTV. And if you like what you've heard, please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song is Apollo Throwdown by the Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening. And I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.